I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You are listening to the longest running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Smart Guinness Filipinas podcast. Stancy at your service. To my right, Raf Camus. Right across me, Ro Moran. And boys... Man, we've had a hell of a week. Just you have, well, you have. No, 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 fuck you. The Philippines has had a hell of a week. Just Manila has had a hell of a week. The Bruinies have had a hell of a week. Thank you. <laughs> just because we've had the one and only Maria Ozawa in the Philippines, in Mandaluyong, hell, on this floor, in on this, this very floor. building, right across, right across, office, right across. Right, you know what? Uh, it's not every day that I get to address people from the other station, but we just got to say happy ninth anniversary to the guys from Boys Night Out. If you're listening to this podcast, oh, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. thank you for nine years. You know, um, to celebrate their ninth anniversary, they brought in Maria Ozawa for an exclusive interview. And again, um, I got to say this: I was listening to that interview from the moment it started. I know we're supposed to start. You say I was gonna, but then I didn't want to listen to the whole show. It lasted around mga 45 minutes. It started mga 8.15. Okay, and it's been uploaded that. on the internet. Oh, yeah, already. I saw that. I'm going to go check that out. Dude, can you believe that Sayu stream alone, it had like 5 million plus viewers? Yeah, because Boys Night Out is a thing. No, no it, Maria Ozawa, Maria was, Ozawa the was the thing. Like, you know, I, I, I was tracking the numbers. It was just insane. And I was one of those numbers from here inside the booth. And um, <laughs> Right across. No, no, no. I didn't want to be, like, right out there when all the jabronis were. And, hey, and the wait, 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 wait. There were jabronis outside? Yes, good sir. There were jabronis outside. But then, uh, from, like, the moment that Boys Night Out announced that Maria Ozawa would be here, there was a line of at least 15 to 20 sweaty guys who were all waiting for Maria to pass <laughs> by <laughs> and to get a picture. Dude, that's the thing. Unit, tangina na amoy mo talaga, amoy mga manggag- construction worker, amoy manggagawang Pilipino. Hey, 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 hey. Let's let's not let's go not there. go there, let's just, let's especially say, with what we're talking about later on in this episode. Let's just say amoy dothraki. <laughs> All right, or or amoy jabroni, just to, yeah, 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 just to keep it general. All right, so amoy jabroni dun sa dun sa corridor and uh, summer na summer pa naman. Summer na summer pa uh, pa man din. So I was there, right? Bj Greg and them ba? Sabi ko, uy, putang na, ang daming tao. And I'm like, kuya, no, alas kayo matatapos to interview. And, you know, si kuya guard, who I've, yeah. I've actually become friends with. He's like, ah, ano yun, matatagalan pa yan. So I go back in here. Hey. Hey. I chill, because, like, you know, I have the convenience of, you know, uh, of working here. And I, I was uploading some files uh, for an email I was I was working on. And then I just decided to, to tune in. And we learned a lot about Maria Ozawa throughout the course of that interview. So I've heard. Right, I haven't heard it yet. <laughs> uh, she basically gets real and talks about the industry, her retirement, you know, the sex, a lot, a, a lot of the stuff that you know you wouldn't expect to be heard on or broadcasted on national radio. Which they did. Which they did. Right after the interview, sabi ko, chance. I'm gonna go out there and play it cool. Be like, you know, I'm on my way out of the unit. I might as well have a photo if they were gonna do a meet and greet right then and there. Sam YG comes out and he says, "Mga papi, kito gagawin natin, Isang group picture na lang basahin niyo lahat para mabilis. And I'm like, really? Man. I'm not going to wait for like, you know, a, a group fucking photo na, you know, you're with all these Wait, it wasn't dogs. a group fucking photo. 
What? Yeah, it was a group words. photo. Considering who we're talking about. It was right, a right, group, right. group It was photo. a photo. A groofy. Thank you. A Thank groofy. you. All right. That was my bad. My bad. All right. So it was a group photo. A groofy. With Maria Ozawa. And they had to split the group into. Because it's a corridor. It's, it's, yes, it's not I very mean, wide. We've seen it. We right. walk here once a week. Yeah. And the, the smell can't be that good. <laughs> yeah. So for the benefit of our listeners who don't have any idea how the corridor here on the ninth floor of Paragon Plaza is. So, yeah, so a group a picture was taken. <laughs> yes. and, and then, ito ba, one of her handlers na, na Pinoy was taking a picture of the group. Sabi niya, oh guys, smile without Maria. So that means this was going on Facebook or Instagram. Parang, Look at all these horn dogs who have come out here to see Maria. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not going to be in that picture. So I hide away. So I hide away, right? Balik ako dito sa unit. Tapos nung lumabas si Maria, oh puta na, nagpipicture-picture na. Kaso yun nga, it's, it's a group photo, right? Afterwards, hindi yeah. na ako nakasama. So I was like, bye Maria Zao. She walks out. Escorted out of uh, the fire exit, and I decided to pack up my stuff from from the mellow office and head my uh, head on my way out of the right, the yeah. ninth floor. On my way out, nasa elevator ako. Putang na kasama ko yung second half of the jabronis because the first half had gone down. Right. And as the second half of the of the jabronis and I filled the elevator, we literally filled it up. So amoy jabroni pa rin. <laughs> so nag-step out ka? No, I, I wanted to get down and just go home because I was disappointed that I couldn't get my picture with Maria Ozawa. Okay. Uh, elevator stops on the ground floor All the jabronis file out okay. Nobody stays behind Nobody brought a car Good for me mm-hmm. And then I see Maria Ozawa's team okay. And I ask Are you guys going down? And they're like Yep, bababa kami So the Pinoy handlers come in The Japanese handlers come in Maria steps in And I didn't even hesitate at this point I was just like Hey Maria Can I please have a photo with you? And she just nods Smiles awkwardly And I grab my phone And she was expecting To make a selfie Come in I'm like No we're not taking a selfie And I look at the Pinoy handler Ma'am you better have You better take our photo please Para maayos She takes our picture I do the too sweet thing Dapat papagawa ko rin kay Maria Zao On behalf of the PWR boys But you know There was literally no time It was as quick A quickie photo session that as can get. Man, Ooh, you man really watch your words. On, watch your words. Like five. I don't know. I don't, we can't be too sure. She is from the uh, Shinjuku shopping district area, from what I heard. So, five to ten seconds, right? Picture was taken. Her Japanese handler fucking photo bombs it, which explains why the photo I uploaded has a sticker. Okay. 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 Yeah. okay. I'll show you guys how creepy his face was like at the end of it. And then I have that picture. She gets off at like basement one. My yes. car was in basement three. Yeah, yeah. So the whole encounter lasted all of five to ten seconds, okay. to be very honest with you guys. I know, I know. Because uh, from, from the moment I saw the handler, I said, this chance. And I just pounced. Pounced? Yeah. And like, Here's the thing. I, I'm going to make this confession on the podcast. Okay. I wasn't even a huge fan of her stuff, oh, of, right, of right, her right, performances. Yeah. But and yeah, I she's really pretty, but you know, yeah, like I've got my own personal preferences. Oh. And the reason why I got that picture, ah, puede, puede. I think I, I think you and I are thinking of the yeah, same yeah, person. Yeah, of course, there's only one, you know, uh, JAV star who speaks in Tagalog. For sure, I love it. I love it. Anyway, before we put our foots in our mouths even further, um, so the picture was taken, and I figured, nah, I'll post this just because everyone's gonna make a huge deal out of this shit. Yeah, like this shit would go viral within my own little ne- social network. Yeah, that's true. Which it did. Which it did. Two hundred eighty-seven likes and counting on my personal timeline. <laughs> no, this is funny because only pretty girls get that number of likes. Uh-huh. And so you know, a, uh, how was I to know that a porn star photo would you know would boost my my profile? 
So in the end, I got my picture with Maria Ozawa anyway. It was a solo picture, pa, so like, I'm glad. And this is why this episode will henceforth be dubbed the Maria Ozawa episode. Hey! <laughs> we, just hope, we just wish that she was actually here. We wish that she had an SGP exclusive. Yeah. I mean, the, sorry, booth, the booth as is is pretty tiny. And then, you know, she'd have to be situated right here between Ro and myself. Yeah. Within spinning distance of me. Oh, <laughs> it's just, it's just really funny, but like you know, I, so there the, the the story's out. It lasted all of five to ten seconds. To be very yep. very honest, that's what she said. <laughs> hey yo, yeah, and uh, that was my Maria Ozawa moment. Okay, so. Moving on to wrestling. How do we, how the fuck? Do how do we transition? That? Yeah, how, there's, how do we there's, top there's that? no way. I mean, I mean, there's a lot that happened in wrestling this week. I mean, King of the Rings back. King of the Ring is back. That's right. Extreme Rules happened. Extreme Rules happened. We had a okay raw. Yeah, new trios champions. New in trios Lucha champions. The first one. Um, Sami Zayn is fucking shit up on NXT. So. We've got a good episode in head. We do. And we also have the boys of PWR. Of course, the SGB podcast is the home of PWR. And uh, several of PWR's top wrestlers, along with Sir Vic of the board, they're coming on board later. We're going to be having a roundtable to address some of the criticisms that PWR has been getting over the last year or so. Yeah, I mean, it might get a little heavy later on. But, you know, hey, we have a lot of shit to talk about. I mean, wrestling-wise. Right. Not just Mario Zawa. Right. All right, we're not going to be talking about spots and botches for this week's because so much has happened and we, we want to try, try to keep it too short. or just, short, enough. short enough. Yeah, we want to keep it short enough for you to manage because uh, we've, we've got a great roundtable happening in just a few minutes along with uh, the PWR guys. So let's run through uh, the past week of wrestling. Let's start off with NXT because I believe that's where we left la- uh, last left off last episode. Yep. Last week we had... Kevin Owens versus Alex Riley in a match that, you know, we thought would be run-of-the-mill. But then towards the end, right after the match, actually, Sami Zayn comes in crashing and reestablishes his feud with Kevin Owens. And it's a good thing. I mean, uh, you know, we've missed Sami Zayn. It's been a while since Zayn has been... been a month. Yeah. It's oh. been a month since he's been on air. No, more than. More than. No, wait. No, Rhino. Rhino match. Yeah. But it's been a while since we've seen him confront Kevin Owens, and this establishes it. And if this means that he's getting his championship match at the next, I don't know, maybe the next takeover, whenever that is. It's in that May. Would, oh, it's in May. Okay. Mm. So if it's happening Somebody there. Somebody at the Oh, It makes for a great week in wrestling. Yeah. It, it, Again. I think it will. I mean, the stars are aligning, my friend. And that's, and that's something that I want to see. I mean, Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens, Steen versus Generico. It doesn't get old for me. And I think I've said it before that I'm a Sami Zayn mark and I'm happy that this is happening. Spot. Okay. That's basically the highlight of NXT. Right? Now, I, My honest, week. I honestly haven't seen SmackDown. It's been a busy weekend for me, so and I haven't had the time Have to I actually watch it. Have you? I don't no. think so. Like, I've only seen the I've, opening I've segment. I've glanced at SmackDown. I? No, I don't think No, I only saw the opening segment, actually. But you know, just just a quick aside. Uh, over the weekend, I got to hang out with uh, with the Avengers. 
And <laughs> now hold on, yeah, yeah, really, the we're, Avengers. We're really telling this story? No, I, I'm, I'm telling the story because this is fun. Uh, okay. yeah, this one is wrestling related. Yeah, yeah. So, so the guy behind Captain and, America, and, and we are and we are being chronological about it. So it's like NXT was on Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, and this happened Friday this happened to Sunday. Friday. So the guy behind Captain America, he's actually a huge wrestling mark. Like he asked about uh, my tattoo on my left forearm, and when I mentioned it was a wrestling reference, his eyes just lit up. So we spent a good 20 minutes at least each day geeking out about wrestling. It was just so cool to you know to meet another fan from like across the world and the best part was he's a white male nakaedad natin who's a John Cena mark and that's, uh, that's surprising it and is surprising Captain America yeah yeah <laughs> you, that was the best part so, so whenever he would come out through the curtain yung saludo ni Captain America puto na I could see John Cena in that salute kulay na yung brapado <laughs> and then when he would just run out from like side to side, it was so John Cena and I could see it. And then like he would also call me out because in my spiels, I'd work out yung Are You Ready Triple H yeah. from when he does his DX uh, promos. Right. Are you ready? So, yeah. Just to rile up the crowd. And he would the also... G- I do it too. Right, yeah. right. It's a whole lot of fun, especially when you're hosting and when people it get it. It's, 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 it's a fucking riot. Uh, yeah, when people get it, it's just awesome. So, so that was how I spent my weekend and why I couldn't watch SmackDown. Uh, Extreme Rules. Let's talk about that. I ah. believe all of, all three of us have seen the pay per view. Oh, Extreme Rules! I mean, what started out as an ECW throwback has actually progressed into a really good show that every time it's in Chicago, does not disappoint. It's Extreme Rules, but it's getting played out, don't you think? It is. It is. But did this show disappoint? Please. It did not. It I would think not. it was like quietly solid. It's oh. not. It's it, not the best pay per view ever. But it's, uh, not. it's, it's, it's not. It's like it doesn't have to be. Yeah, which which comes fewer and far between nowadays. No, but a PPV is supposed to be a PPV, and not a good episode of Raw. All right, so let's run down. I think the card. I think by extension, WrestleMania is only really great because it's four hours, yeah. or, or or they pull out all the stops. Yeah, I think it's more of the latter than the former. It is more of the latter. Yeah, and but, Rusev you know, came out on a fucking tank. A lot of PVVs are really just good episodes of Raw nowadays, which is sad. Yeah, so let's uh, run through the card really quickly, starting off with Neville's first ever pay-per-view match against BNB on the kickoff. Even if this was crea- even if this match was created just because Daniel Bryan is injured, it was a really good match. I'm sorry, like, God, oh, yeah. Neville, Neville no is... Problem. Neville is so good, man. And if you haven't seen it, watch the pre-show because it's worth catching. It was a good 10-minute match. All right. Uh, And, okay. I just got to say, I love how Wikipedia lists the official times of each match because I'm looking at the Chicago Street Fight. The match is 56 minutes and 10 minutes lo- and 10 seconds long. It's Chris's Axel S. Yeah, they're following Axel Logic. Yeah, and Axel Logic is brilliant. I love it. So, yeah, Dean Ambrose uh, beat Luke Harper in a Chicago Street Fight. And, and it was an actual street fight that ended up on the actual streets of Chicago. No, but my problem here is they could have gone all the way and shown them actually fighting on the streets of Chicago. Amen. Which they didn't. Sadly. I would oh have my. loved to know which streets they actually exactly. fought in. And then, and, no, and then have it run for the entire three hours. Of the and then show. have like a oh, picture in picture. Like, no, may update say so that. Okay, now they're in Lincoln Park. Okay, and after the Rusev match, now they're in Cloudgate. Now they're in outside Sears United Tower. Center. Outside United Center, beside the Michael Jordan statue. Right up, instead of having Ryback squash Bo Dallas before <laughs> the main event, just have the guys come back. Actually, yeah, that, yeah, that, that would have worked. But the thing is, in my honest opinion, this match pulled out one of the most unique bookings that we have seen this year. 
having a match that stretches out technically between across two matches in two parts this way is booking genius. I mean, no, it's technically that. it's technically sound. The match was good. And it made sense in wrestling logic no, terms. Yeah, for once in its life, the Chicago street fight was actually a Chicago street fight, not just uh, a street fight n- that was fought. In, no, not just a, not just a match that is fought in the ring that uh, replicates or imitates the atmosphere of a street fight. I, I think the best part of that match was I thought they just wrote it as a non-finish. Oh. Yeah, oh, as oh, a yeah. creative way. Even if it was if even if it was a non-finish, I would have been okay. Yeah, no, because I thought it was creative. No, I. I I watched the show after the show aired, and I didn't really see any spoilers. I just saw uh, offhandedly that Ambrose won, but I don't know how. And then when when they first left, I thought it was really funny. <laughs> it was hilarious. It, it was, was hilarious. hilarious the way they drove and then, off. No, and then the way that they come back in the middle of the New Day interview, just mm. fucking that up. With was it Renee Young? Yeah, with with, with Renee, Renee Young. Young. I was like, well, fuck that. Give me more of this. And it still made me happy. It was glorious. It was quite glorious. All right. Uh, of course, uh, the two matches were sandwiched in between the start and finish of the Chicago Street Fight. The first off was Dolph defeating Sheamus in a Kiss Me Arse match, which ended up uh, with Dolph kissing Sheamus's arse anyway. Well, that was weird. I thought it was silly. Uh, it, nah, it they kept was. saying arse, arse. Even the commentary team, hell, even JoJo. And I wrote uh, yeah, yeah, even JoJo. That's what <laughs> I was about to say. That toy. No, no, no. I, I wrote about this on Twitter. Yeah. I tweeted about this. And, and I was saying how ridiculous this uh, it, it was. And that JoJo would just say, kiss me arse. And her face just screamed. Like, you know, I, I don't just, want this. I'm just being paid to do this shit, you know? <laughs> like, I find this just as silly as you do. Oh, at least they didn't. Act. No, my only consolation was that nobody kissed any asses. No it, asses were not kissed. Yeah, technically, thigh lang yung hinalikan yung Dolph. No, 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 nothing was. No, nothing happened. Nothing happened. Seamus did the the low blow. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, we good with the kiss me arse match? Yeah. All right. Uh, new day, new champs. New champs. Ro, are you happy about this? Oh yes, I am very happy. I'm not sure about the wisdom of, of. Crowning them so soon, but I like it because at this point they have between them and K Swiss they have the more established character. They have an actual character that is actually fleshed out. It, uh, as much as I am a fan of K Swiss, they're kind of stuck in this limbo in which they are over, but they're, it's only because of their in-ring abilities. There's no character to oh, attach they're themselves just, they're to. Just, they're, well, they were funny. But now, as faces, I don't know where they are. Can I say? I hope, th- I hope Tyson's not a, not a dick to Natty anymore. Yeah, I hope so too. Yeah, can I just say that the new day? I mean, the new day getting the straps is unprecedented. I mean, what? Two Why? weeks ago? No. Black? How is this unprecedented? What? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, we were talking about Maya Via Heat. Okay. Oh. Maya Via Heat, and then now, what? What? Where is this going? Like, I honestly don't. See a solid progression yet? What the fuck are you talking dude, about, dude? They brought back the fucking freebird rule for the new day. That's fucking progression right there. The progression there is that they're acknowledging the heel heat, and that's something Cena and Reigns have failed to do. Yeah, that, which is which is 
on the card. You know what? Uh, I th- um, one last note on K-Swiss. I think uh, their only consolation from having lost the championships is it makes them sympathetic figures. Now. Oh, but uh, that's not enough. That's not yeah, It's enough, not yeah. enough. But, you know, it's a step in the right direction if they really want to turn these guys' face. Uh, speaking of turning face, Lana looks like she's headed for a face turn. Oh. John Cena, Rusev match, uh, four corners, oh, Russian Chains boy. match, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Lana headed for a face turn. She actually has... Acknowledge the fans' adulation for her. I got nothing to say about this, really. <laughs> it really reeks it's, of savage it's, it's Elizabeth there. for me. It's there. No, I wish. I wish. I. I honestly wish that it was written a little better. It's just that you know. What Rose said. What Rose said is. It's. It's. It. It's Randy Savage. Recycled. No, here's the thing. Here's the problem with this a whole development. Instead of Rusev going over Cena. He's he's now moving to feud with Lana. That's yeah. what it, that's where it's going. It's it's because it's going to be unnatural because they couldn't give him the win over Cena for some reason. Now Which is sad. They have to move him to feud with Lana to make him somewhat, you know, relevant. Not not necessarily relevant, but not not uh, stuck in limbo. A corner, yeah. Which is weird because about like what what are they going to give Lana a new wrestler to manage? No, I mean Lana is always going to be tied to Rusev, and it's hard to separate those two. I know. I think it's also setting up for an eventual Rusev face turn. Because if once Lana turns face, Rusev then, will turn face. Eventually. No, it's either Lana turns back heel or Rusev turns face. It's not. It's not necessarily the Elizabeth. Randy Savage dynamic that you know we all know how it plays out but at the same time it's nothing new it's just gonna set up something and well let's wait and see I mean it has potential but let's wait and see I, I just like the fact that you know like Lana just started smiling like genuinely smiling yung walang yung walang pigil oh. yung walang pang-aasar because like normally oh, when that she would eh, smile talaga eh kasi parang you'd see it you'd see it in her face diba na parang like ha 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 fuck you yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. That, exactly that kind of smile that, that villain smile but now it's like a genuine you know what I just want to smile because I'm beautiful and, and or, she or is something. beautiful alright uh, speaking of beautiful Divas match Nikki and Naomi I love the Naomi oh, yeah, packaging no, no questions. There are no arguments there. I think we all love the Naomi repackaging. I love how she just sings along and dances along to her song, man. I don't like, even know what the song yeah. is. The song is terrible. It's, it's terrible. It's a terrible. No, but song. I love that she just rolls with it, diba. And you know what? This is gonna no, make it's gonna make the year end list. That no, no, song is making the year end list. It's, it's not amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, what was that? You didn't cut that. I'm a I'm a May. I'm a May. I'm a May. Yeah, that, that's yeah. that's how Fuck, it starts. I can't even it's understand. really bad. I couldn't understand what the words are. I wonder if Naomi actually sang that because she, she is trying yeah, to start, trying to start, start that career. career. And it's still bad. Ni John slash Jimmy on 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 Total Divas, which airs with a new season, back to back episodes at 10 p.m. Hey, they're giving away gift packs again. Oh, okay. Let's sign up for this. Championship belt. I hear somebody did win, and I did my share of stalking. I believe this person is from SGP. Oh, shit. Why do you suck? I don't know. It's fun. So two things stood out from that Divas Championship match. One was the, was the Naomi repackaging. Two was the fact that Nikki and Bree seem to be faces now. And then there was that uh, nope. that, that kick from outside the ring. <laughs> nope. 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 It was not a face turn. No, hey, here's the thing. I know we've argued about this. I know... I can see where you're coming from. I can see where you're coming from. It but may the, seem like it. But the problem is, if you want them to turn face, you should stop making them do... Things. things right no I get that I, I totally get that no but um, but the fact that I know Naomi shot first 
Yeah, mm-hmm. she did. And it may seem to you that it, it's, Brie it was may justified. seem like face thingies. No, it may seem it may seem that Brie was justified in doing what she did, but at the same time, the mere fact that they are heels uh, apparently turning to faces, and for them to still continue doing heelish things doesn't it, make them faces. Does, no, not not doesn't make them faces, but that makes a hard case for them to be faces. No, I understand that. Uh, two two counter arguments lang. One is, uh, uh, and I'm gonna bring this up. Feb two episode of Raw, Roman Reigns super. I know. Uh, that's what I was Superman saying. That's, what, that's, that's what I was saying. Uh, I know. I know where you're coming from. Right. No, I I had to just put it out for everybody who's oh, listening. Right. Right? How so do you even remember what episode it was? I I remember because I looked things up. Hey. I come in doing my research. He's, I'm the, guy, he's like the guy with the laptop, actually. Feb 2 episode of Raw, Daniel Bryan versus Seth Rollins in the main event. This is during the build-up to Fastlane. Mm-hmm. Uh, J&J Security was out to stack the odds against Bryan. Roman Reigns comes out and... You mean, Dave? Uh, no, no, no. I think Superman punched the Rollins, yes. which stuns him, and then Bryan hits the running knee for the win. Right. Yes. Right after Roman Reigns... Uh, which is... Yeah, right after Roman Reigns took out J&J. So inherently, that's also a dirty tactic because the referee never saw it. But And yet, we accept it as something faces would do because they're defending each other or because they're trying to even the odds. Yeah. But... Yeah. But in this, this case, case... Yeah, that's it's the thing. one against two. And it's And the still... other one hit the other one. The, the, hit the one so the other one can win. It I'm, doesn't... It, it, it's not face things. And... At the end of the day... They were still using their numbers. Yeah, exactly. Roman Reigns was just an equalizer. Yes. Okay, that's a nuance I will agree with. Yung, my gripe with the, with the Bella's face turn right now is, again, there's oh, no explanation. Yeah, and I think that's something all three of us can agree on, right? Because like, uh, when, when Brie turned heel at Survivor Series last year, there was no explanation. And it was random. It was so random. And again, just because they turned Naomi heel and she's going after the Divas Championship, it's weird that they turned her face. Uh, they they turned the Bella's face. Um, I don't know if you guys remember when Charlotte turned face when she was women's champion. Uh, yes. Remember she was heel at uh, at first. She was heel for a long stretch. Right. Uh, from the BFF angle, And then yes. she was it a natural progression to turning face? Kind of. It, it was. was it was. She it was, was showing steady. respect to Bailey, but she was. I don't know what that Bailey kept getting, you know, punked by Sasha. It it was the way that Charlotte Naman, the way that it happened with her was more of I'm the champion, you have your place, but eventually she started recognizing competition as not inferior to her. Right. And that was that was natural. And that And it took time. It, it took time. That's the thing. It took time. What's happening with the main roster divas is that it's just flick a switch, flick a switch, your heel, your face no one really is given time to progress and have it come across as natural anymore. Other good examples would be Alicia Fox, number one, who, you know, what you never you never know what her allegiance She's is. She's crazy. And more important, uh, Natalia. Didn't Natalia supposedly turn heel on Naomi just a few weeks ago when she pushed Naomi off the top uh, top rope? And no, now she's face Nobody knows. Yeah, so nobody it's, knows. So I, I think this is a glaring hole in the logic of diva storytelling. But... The match itself. Let's get back to the match. Yeah, the match was fine. I mean, you know, we're we're totally still in the whole hashtag give divas a chance movement. The match was seven minutes long, and it was it was a solid seven minutes. That's weird. Which is weird, yes, but the raw match got nine minutes. (laughs) Okay, but then there, that's the thing. Divas are getting a chance. We're giving them a chance. He doesn't give the rear view a chance. What the hell? No, I can't. 
I still can't. Like, even if after, even after we've explained the physics, yeah, but you know, do you like, want Ro here to go all physics on you? I, I would not want any of your derriers brushing up against my no, face. Thank you very much. No, not like. Oh, by that, the way, there are derriers that are firm. Not they're like Seamus. I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck? How would I know that? It was just in a kiss my ass match. So arse match. Anyway, moving on. I, I don't want to explain the <laughs> physics right now. No more physics. Let's go. All right, last two matches on the card. Roman Reigns defeating Big Show in the last man standing match by burying Big Show underneath the announce table. Fine. That was fine. I loved it. I loved the finish. It was, it was a little goofy. Yeah, I, I know. just a bit goofy. I, I would have still loved a super finisher, like oh, yeah, a spear sure. off the but top uh, rope or some shit. It was also fine. Which, yeah, but the thing L- is... The issue alone was the fact that it's happened before. Yeah, Seen that's, that's what I was about Bray. to say. It's, I mean... Roman Reigns in himself is not horrible. The match itself was not horrible. Slightly predictable ending, but at the Definitely end of the day, predictable no, ending. No, dude, come on. Uh, hey, no, but you know when you're when you're there and you're watching it, it's like okay, you see that it's big show. Yeah, it's fun, and that's what that's what wrestling's supposed to be. Wrestling's supposed to be fun, and at the end of the day, Roman Reigns had a good match. If Chicago likes a match, you can be sure it was good. Yeah, and that, that's the thing. Chicago's a smarky crowd. Exactly. Yeah, that that that's basically the point. That was the point. And thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, last uh, last match on the card: Seth defeating Orton by escaping the cage via an RKO and a crawlout. Hey, hey, hey. It's. God. I thought it was brilliant. It was funny. It, it was, was funny. Hilarious. It was funny just because, well, RKO was supposedly banned. Here's the best Curb part: Stomp supposed no. to be banned. No, the RKO was bad banned for Randy Orton. For Randy Orton. Yeah, I know, that's, that's and the best part was JBL was actually spot on on commentary for the first time in forever. Right, and and he was like, yeah, I mean, you know, Seth Rollins is not banned from using the RKO. Which is brilliant. I loved it. Exactly. Plus and, the pedigree that Orton did. <sighs> Again, another great nod. <laughs> well, the thing is, the, the match itself, really not bad. Not bad. Goofy ending. Yeah. I like it. I like it. All right. Uh, Let's talk about Raw now. Um, You know what I think about Raw this week is I find it weird that they bring back the King of the Ring tournament and they don't hype it up. Uh, They hyped it up at Extreme Rules, I think. After after the show. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I... Cool, right? Yeah, obviously. I mean, you can't... What they did with King of the Ring this year, and let's, let's lay it out for everyone, that... King of the Rings started on Raw, eight men as usual, eight men, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Eight, eight men, men, eight men as usual, and they would continue it on what would replace main event this week, which is supposed to be airing tonight. So if you've Kanina, well, Kanina. So if you've seen it already after listening to this, you already know who wins. The thing is, something like this usually takes time. They used to take what a few episodes of SmackDown to do this. Back then, they used to have an entire pay-per-view devoted for this. But then now they do it in the matter of two days and crown a king of the ring. It feels a little off for me. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I was looking through uh, king of the ring no, brackets. King of the ring has traditionally been well, one night. One night. But they would usually hype it up. They, there was yeah, so yeah, I know. Much I, get it, I get it. I get it. I get it. I meant that, yeah, it's one night. That's fine. But the fact that it springs up from out of nowhere, that is the iffy part. And I don't know why I think Vince just was shitting on his toilet one day and decided to, hey, let's have a King of the Ring and damn it, it's gonna be this man. Well, we can, technically, we can put this out. I mean, Wade Barrett wins. Yeah. Mm. Bad uh, news, Barrett wins King of the Ring 
and is going to get the title shot. Yeah. Oh, is he? I don't know. No, no, that's that's usually the stipulation. It's usually it, but I don't know. In this case, he should. No, sometimes it's it's an A. Like for example, when Sheamus won, I don't think he got any shots. No, but he did get the scepter and the the cane. He didn't get a shot. No, he didn't. Everyone gets the scepter and the crown. Booker got. Oh, yeah. Booker, Booker did get Booker a shot. Get Booker right. got a shot. Um, and Booker was... Did Brock the, get a shot? I think yeah, Brock I got think a shot. Yeah, Brock was the last King of the Ring before Booker. Yeah, yeah but in recent years, because King of the Ring doesn't, you know... Doesn't, doesn't mean much. Yeah, they don't get the title shots anymore. But, when Regal didn't get a title shot. No, he didn't. No, he yeah, did. But he was GM he was at the GM, time. Yeah, that's yeah why. but still, yeah, he so didn't get if, a shot. If, if Wade Barrett gets a shot... Bad News Barrett, sorry, Force of Habit. Bad News Barrett gets a shot. Is this... The best thing that's happened to him since the Nexus? Oh, well, fuck yeah. Yeah, if the momentum keeps rolling. The thing about BNB is that he always seems to like have this momentum and then it just always stops for one reason you or know, another. You know. Whether it's, it's injury, injury or you know, just bad booking. Bad booking, right. Precisely. There's always something that goes wrong with BNB, which is why it's, it's taken him so long to get to a point where uh, he'll be on the cusp of the main event. He's actually been on the main roster for five years, but the amount of time he spent actively competing is probably like two. Uh, two, probably like three, three and a half. Yeah, and which is sad. But the thing is, if he gets a shot out of this, when? When do we see it? We don't know. Doesn't matter. No, but if soon enough, I guess soon enough. Like after what's the next pay per view? Payback. Yeah, payback's a triple oh, threat. Buy payback. I'm sure. My payback oh, will have clarity. A WWE title shot? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen. Mm. If it were to happen at, say, Money in the Bank, because that's, that's the June pay-per-view, it would probably be in, like, some, I don't know, some multi-person match. Like, they probably insert Barrett in as the fourth guy or some shit, but in case they were going to roll with uh, these three competitors from the main event and then, like, extend the feud to Money in the Bank. I don't know. It would hey. probably be in a multi-person match, because for as long as Seth is champion... Wade Barrett doesn't stand a chance at you know like uh, being in a, in a program with him. Now I'm just looking at like past King of the Winners right uh, King, King of, of the, the Ring, Ring winners. winners yeah right now. I I want to come up with like some pattern pero wala like there's it, none. It, it's such a uh, visceral uh, one. The only pattern is that they, it was given to guys who they needed think, something. No, not needed something, but guys they were priming for a singles run. Viscera. Explain Viscera. I think he was hot back then. Yeah. He was. I mean, but I, not, not, not as, as, viscera. as Viscera. As Mabel. Mabel, there. King this is, Mabel. Yeah, this is pre, uh, pre-Acolytes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, even Owen Hart and Bret Hart. No, Owen, Owen Hart was hot. Owen Hart was hot at the time. 94, yeah, that. yeah. I remember that because when I watched the tapes, it's like Owen Hart was really hot at that time. Like, you know, booking-wise. I mean, like, I'm just, I'm just looking at it. Ken Shamrock and Billy Gunn, like, back-to-back years. Uh, Billy the, Billy Gunn, the Billy Gunn thing was, is a, you know, we still make fun of Billy for that. That That's the highlight of his career. Having one King of the Ring. Having, no, his singles career. He was going to be a big deal. He was, he was supposed deal. to be a big deal, but, you know, never happened. So, yeah, that's, that's this week. What else happened on Raw? Uh, what else happened on Raw? Actually, Rosa came out as a Rosebud. That's something. That's all. That's all. <laughs> uh, oh! Damien Sandow. Yes, I've yes, been, yes. I've been yes, hearing yes, yes, so yes, much yes. about this. New music. Um, new black music. Black t-shirt. Yep. Uh, basically being introduced as Damien Sandow again. Yeah. Bringing back the elbow of disdain. Bringing back the Kovito Akiet. Oh, he oh, also, oh. Uh, he, he basically mocked Axel for mocking him for being an impersonator. 
which is which is, I, I love, which is it's the so irony meta. is not lost it's on so me. I know, I know, the irony is not lost it on me. It shouldn't be lost on anyone. Right, right. Because you know, um, do, do we even have to explain this shit? We don't. Nah. Yeah, I, I love it. Sandow is back. I just love the segment, and um, I, I'm not sure if they're gonna have him feud with Miz still, but I, I think that's. Really, I think it's done. It's done. Yeah. It feels done. Miz won. Miz won. Miz won the brand, which Miz is okay. Won the brand, which is okay. At at the end of the day, Sandow is back. Yeah, that, that's the and most that, important. That's the thing. most important thing. Exactly. Oh, um, I don't know if you know this. Have you seen the segment? Dipana. Right, he actually he actually acknowledged his character, like you know, from from the start until the end, from like how he tried to be the intellectual savior of the unwashed mass, uh, masses, masses, and how it didn't turn out pretty well. So I loved uh, the whole breaking the fourth wall for a bit. It's it's a little bit of right back, right back towards the end of last year. Very good point. Yeah. So 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 there. Uh, hashtag thank you Sandow is is uh, what it's I was seeing on on Twitter when when this when this happened. I just hope that they don't lose momentum for Sandow. Well, they kind of did with the whole feud, but now that they've actually effectively repackaged him, him uh, let's hope there's something big at work. It's actually weird that we're that for the first time we're seeing a guy go through so many gimmicks in the span of a year, revert back to his original gimmick, and everyone loves it. But he's not doing his original gimmick. Yeah, he's not. No, but you know, he's going bring- back to no, he's he's bringing back the moveset. No, but he's not. He's just bringing back his name, his identity. Which is still part of the gimmick, but not as the not not as the intellectual, intellectual savior. savior of the unwashed masses. But he's bringing back Sandow, and that's a big deal in itself. Mm, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last bit, I think it, uh, I think that's worth bringing up. Bray no, Wyatt no, finally no, ma- uh, attacked Ryback. Finally, it's okay. This is my that was the those that was the rumors I saw. Those are the rumors that were coming out after. After something. After something. After WrestleMania. After WrestleMania. That was that was. The I thing. love how WrestleMania is just something. <laughs> no, I'm tra- I'm trying to remember when it came out because that was it's an old rumor. The thing is, Bray Wyatt deserves better. Nah, no, it's not. No, really. no. I, I'm, Actually, I'm just saying no, this. He needs to win over he, guys like Ryback. No, yeah, that's the thing. The it's a short. Is it we feels know like, he's gonna lose. Yeah. Unless he doesn't actually lose, I think at this point Ryback is a bit expendable. But here's the thing. Here's the thing with Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt was primed for the prime time, for the big show. And the thing is, he's not getting it. And I don't know why they're not giving him a chance. I don't think it's a matter of giving him a chance or not. I just think it's uh, he, he just hasn't found that dance partner. You know what I mean? No, it's not that. It really is not giving him a chance. Because this is the pattern of his booking. He calls someone out. He feuds with them. And, and he loses. And he loses. The only time this wasn't, this didn't happen was when he was feuding with Ambrose. And Jericho. And Jericho. And, and well, Kane. No, no, what? Kane. Kane was. No. He beat Kane. No, Kane, he beat wasn't, Kane, Kane, but Kane wasn't, wasn't the character he was yeah. now. He is now. Jericho, he was confused demon. Jericho just gave, him, gave it to him to put him over. And, Jer- and Jericho didn't really put um, his all into it. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. That's no, the thing. And the thing about Jericho is we knew, we knew Jericho that he was going to leave for a yeah, while. Yeah. So the f- conclusion was foregone. As for Ambrose, it wasn't really a feud people cared about. Yeah, I mean it was. It happened, but it's like eh. For the pe- for the feuds people care about, like with Cena and Undertaker, that's for where he should have won. Yeah, and if because we've been talking about it ever since he debuted that this guy was ready for the the big time. 
that he was going to get shot. He was going to get a shot at the title eventually, within a year's time. And we, we, we've said it before, Bray Wyatt is one of the most compelling characters on the mic in the ring. Counter-argument to that is Bray Wyatt doesn't seem like the char- a character who needs a title in the same way that he shouldn't be wearing his own merchandise. Uh-huh. Yeah, we've already talked that, about We've already Which talked we about have this. talked about, but I just wanted to bring up the former point that he doesn't seem like the character who needs the title in the first place. He doesn't, but the He doesn't. Is, he just needs to win. He needs to win, yeah. That's he needs to thing. look strong. Which Roman is doing in abundance. Of course. But that's the thing. Bray Wyatt has suffered too many losses. He's just... And like you've mentioned, he's been coasting. He's been coasting. Essentially been coasting on the fact that, oh, he doesn't need to win it because he's freaky anyway. But the thing is, he's coasting. And that's never a good thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, you promos right before the Ryback attack, it, it didn't seem like he knew who he was talking to. Yeah, it felt generic enough that it could have been anyone else. Yeah, okay. agree. So that's a week in wrestling. That that is a week in wrestling that we've covered in the last thirty minutes or so. Stick around because it's going to be a fun episode. Uh, the Maria Ozawa episode just keeps getting better and better with age, which is <laughs> something we can't say about most porn stars. Anyway, Whoa. what Whoa. porn stars age? Why are we going back to porn stars? Maria Ozawa is an artiste, right? Thespian. Thespian. thespian physical thespian just like wrestling yeah erotic thespian right yeah there we go hey she manages a bar by the way in Tokyo I'm gonna hit, oh, hit shit, that up let's in go. August let's go no I'm gonna hit that up in August okay I, Nick, I good, took good, care of the name good. and like, are there you know, any erotic I took note of thespians in that bar I have no idea I will find out in August are and there, come back with a report are there gravure models gravure models Grab anyway. your models. Anyway, we got uh, we got to get into Grab some serious models. shit. <laughs> we got to get into some serious Our shit. Tits. We have a roundtable coming up. Uh, a with, very serious roundtable. Right, with I mean, classical we're, Brian we're just, Leo. We're just going to stop all the porn star jokes right now. Yeah, classical Brian Leo, JDL, Mayan Brannigan, Answer Vic, they are in the house. And we're going to talk to them about the criticisms hounding PWR since PWR began. It'll be, it'll basically be, this will basically be the flagship episode that will turn people towards whenever they ask questions or whenever they have something to say mm. about PWR. Team Biblia. Right. Uh, this, is, this is the case study you have right here. And, I mean, the boys are waiting outside. And, hey, boys. But, you know what? Really, we're going to get this baby on the road. So, stay tuned. Episode 58 of the SGP Podcast rolls on. And, as we said, we've got, we've got a bunch of guests. They're, they're basically our brothers from Philippine Wrestling Revolution. PWR represented right here on the podcast as we, as we have ourselves a little roundtable here. And the reason why uh, we are having this roundtable is we've been planning this for quite some time. And uh, basically, we see whatever's on the internet. We hear whatever's been said. And it's about time that PWR addresses some of the things that have been said about the company. Ikopa, you're always watching. Of course. I, I mean, I've been watching. I, I've been reading everything that's been said. Everyone in this room right now has been reading everything that's been said, and it's high time that PWR releases something close to an official statement on matters. It's not just what we see online, what we hear online. It's also what we hear from other people in general. It's like the people who come to the live shows, the people who give us feedback person to person. I mean, like even members of the media who don't want to go on record saying things regarding the company do say it to like, some of our faces, and this is our way of addressing it. 
All right. And I think it's only fair. I mean, you know, like people always say that there are two sides to a story. So this is basically PWR's side to this bigger story, which is the criticisms that uh, that dog PWR or that have dog PWR since we launched. And they're really, you know, they're they're kind of like um, two different big kinds of criticism, really. It's either just the first one, we'll get right into it. It's either just uh, PWR superstars don't really look like, you know, the traditional pro wrestlers. Like, as you see in the mainstream pro wrestling from the States or for wherever, actually. Yeah, and it's not just WWE. It's also, it extends to ROH, it extends to the Indies, it extends to New Japan. These guys, there is an image, there's a body image that exists. And we acknowledge that, but we are going to address that immediately. And we also acknowledge first, before we get into that, that uh, you mentioned earlier that the, the we hear we hear things from people who come to the live shows, watch it live, interact with us live, and for you know for for their part, they love they love us. Yeah, they really it's, love it's, us. They don't there give, is they real don't love. Shit. All right, so they don't give a shit what the PWR guys look like at all. And yeah. Speaking of PWR guys, we have uh, well in the room. In the room. Introduce yourselves, boys, for everyone who has not heard. No, you know what? We'll let you do it because you're the ring announcer, and we know you're not going to start a fight this week. Uh, hey. So we'll give you the honor hey. of introducing our guests for the roundtable. Please don't hit me in the head, Camus. First in front of me is Brian Leo, classical Brian Leo, the awe-inspiring capital A, capital W, capital E, classical Brian Leo. The awe-inspiring. And we also have Jake DeLeon. Hey, what's up, amigos? Glad to be back again. He is our first six-time guest. No, Brian Leo's our first six, uh, six-time guest. Yes, I am. No, he'd technically be seven now. Oh. oh. If, we, if we're counting the Backstreet Boys episode, that would be seven. Wasn't that five? That was number five. That was five? Baby. That was five. I'm six. Oh, okay, so you're six. You're five. I like five. Okay, as well, usual, there, five time, JD, five time, five time. And we also have Mayhem Brannigan. How many brownies do we get per appearance? <laughs> uh, yeah, Mayhem Brannigan. If you don't know, ask your mom. And we also have special guest, Mang Vic. Yes. Mang Vic making his second appearance on the show. Sir That's Sir Vic to you. Kamala. Mang Vic, Sir Vic. Mang Vic is my lolo. <laughs> Come on, man. I, ge- I threw you this bone so you wouldn't start a fight. Hi, and Vic. here you are again, starting a fight. Hey, Mr. C. But, <laughs> yeah, Sir Vic is in the room. He is also acknowledging things as head writer. Yes. Boker. Mm-hmm. T. T. A. No. So, okay, let's get this baby started. Um, Stan, would you do the honors? All right. Uh, I guess uh, we can start off by addressing the criticisms on body image. I mean, to oh, sum up, wow. to sum up the, uh, let's frame this like a presidential debate. You've got the administration side in PWR, and you've got the opposition in, you know, the, 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 the critics, the haters, right? Please keep hating. The opposition argues that the body image of PWR is unsightly because unsightly because unsightly we, because we don't look like your regular mainstream no, no, wrestlers. I, I don't think it's it's unsightly. It's more of really? some people can't take PWR seriously because you know, as we said earlier, what does a pro wrestler look like? Exactly. Well, you can start by answering that. No, I, I'm asking the question. I don't know. What does a pro wrestler no, look them, like? To them, to them, no, what, what? they would look like you know, big Jack, you know, big Jack? fitness models, big Jack body fitness bo- model? bodybuilders, personal trainers. Yeah, yeah. So Chuck Taylor's not a wrestler. CM Punk's not a wrestler. And those same people have discredited indie wrestling. You know. 
the those indie, are the indie wrestlers, indie wrestlers are okay. How more about CM liable. Punk? Wait, 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 let me finish, Brian Dio. <laughs> let me finish their statement. Yeah, sure. <laughs> They're likely to discredit indie wrestling because they think indie wrestlers don't look like wrestlers. I see. So what you're saying is Daniel Bryan isn't a wrestler. So what you're saying uh, is CM Punk is not a wrestler. No, no, they are. That's what, uh, when I say what what you're saying, I mean them. Relax. You know what I mean? Relax, okay. Romeo. I know you. I actually like you, believe it or not. Thank but you. My, <laughs> my point we love is, you I in mean, boot camp, by the way. Look. Hey, <laughs> yeah, the veteran of boot camp. Anyways, what I'm saying is, Batch far going strong. There is no specific look for a pro wrestler. Okay. A pro wrestler is someone who's actually trained to be a pro wrestler. Whether they have the image or not really depends on how they work for it. There is no specific image. There's only an image that certain companies are linked to. There's an image that certain companies want to promote. But doesn't necessarily mean every pro wrestler has that same look. Not everyone looks like Hulk Hogan. Not everyone looks like Brock Lesnar. And that's what makes it... What's the word I'm looking for? Um, interesting. That's what keeps it different. If everyone had the same cookie cutter look, you'd be watching the same product over and over again. I believe uh, Sir Vic or, or JDL have something to say about that as well. Uh, and of course, because you know Filipinos have are not genetically, uh, parang your uh, yung body type na mga Caucasians, which which are yung parang uh, sana yung mga tao na panoorin. So of course, medyo limited lang din talaga yung body type ng PWR which wrestlers. is actually more of a testament to Vince McMahon if you think about it because he made this mold he was the one who wanted this mold and most of the wrestling fans in the world are used to this mold and we don't blame them for that we thank you for your input but that's not actually what wrestlers used to look like or it's 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 the cookie cutter mold now but if you think about it, look back at people like Dusty Rhodes um, Dick Murdoch even even Vern um, Gagne, Vern Buddy Gagne. Rogers, yeah, exactly. Rest in peace, Vern. Great wrestler. Yeah, uh, great uh, pioneer. Just to take off from a point that Sir Vic made, I love that point when you uh, that you brought up. Now, you know, Aspinoy's our body type. Uh, genetics has basically betrayed us. Yeah, you can't look like Brian Leo. Right. Uh, no, no, not necessarily in that regard. But not when that you take we a want look to, at, by the way. Yeah. Uh, thank you, JDL. But that's your problem, not the, mine. The bigger point is the, there's a bigger comparison to be made between wrestling and you know the national sport of basketball. Well, it's not officially the, the, the national sport. Everybody in this country and their mother basically loves and watches basketball. But as a country, as a nation, yung katawan natin is not built for basketball. Mm-hmm. And yet we love it so much, we gravitate toward it that we, we play it anyway. We have our own professional league, which, by the way, is the oldest league in Asia. The, the, uh, the fact or the point I'm trying to make here is um, we're, we're making do with what we've got. And this is what PWR has been trying to do since the moment that it was created. Now, uh, there is a love for wrestling. There is a community that wants to get together. And they're using this love to be, uh, and the passion to put up uh, a federation that is supposed to satisfy our love for wrestling. Yeah, and uh, comes into play is uh, the fact that they just really are never contented. Because back in the days where it was all about steroids and all that, they wanted reality. Now you got reality. They still don't want it. And Filipinos, they want something they can be proud about and use an instrument for their Pinoy pride bullshit. And now here it is. We're breaking our backs for it. You still don't want it. You won't do it yourself either. You know. So what the fuck do you want, right? I bet they won't be able to answer that shit. 
Now, here's something that really teases me off is that people are always saying we don't have, that we suck or whatever just because we don't have a CM Punk in the company or whatnot. Hey, look, let me just say CM Punk was. CM Punk? What do you mean by that? Like, yeah, there, there are people saying, do you have somebody that wrestles as well as CM Punk in PWR? Do you have someone that, that you know, that, that's the best in the world or whatever? No, whatever. Look. CM Punk was not the best in the world when he started. No one is. Okay, no one, no one is that good when they start. And let me be honest with you, we are not trying to be CM Punk, because at least I'm not. I, I just want to play devil's advocate just for a quick bit here. I think uh, some of the criticisms regarding body image can be traced back to looking legit. Because I think some people have it in their consciousness now. You have to look a certain way mm-hmm. to look menacing or, you know, actually hurting, being able to hurt someone in the ring. I think, uh, yeah, we bring up guys like Dusty Rhodes and Dick mm-hmm. Murdoch who are not, you know, not... Not, not ideal body types. Not uh, bodybuilder types, but they're the common man. They, they reflect the common man. But I think in their heyday, they might have been... Well, not so much because uh, I've seen old wrestling and the body types tend to skew towards, you know, truckers and... Hot-bellied dads who... Yeah, stocky types, basically. Yeah, stocky types. But, uh, stocky types who could kick your ass, by the way. Yeah, that's true, that's true. <laughs> but, again, we've been conditioned... We, we've been conditioned to a certain look now. Mm. And while uh, while maybe a stocky type would be a novelty, I don't think some people would take him, would take an entire company of that kind of look. Or not just stocky, but any ordinary guy type... Look seriously. That's just that's just me playing the devil's advocate here. Well, when it comes to that, like again, they want reality now. That's why they're coughing up the Cena's and the Roman Reigns. Is you know, but does Anderson Silva look legit? Does he look menacing? Yes. I bet he can kill you and your entire family. Yes, yes he, he has no chest. He has no abs. <laughs> but he'll kill you and your entire family with his Anderson bare hands. Anderson Silva has abs, but I know, I see what he doesn't. He doesn't. No, he, he, he barely does. He had. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. That's the thing that we have right now. It's it's the sport is so broad as a whole, as a whole. But the thing is people just keep isolating this this viewpoint, this real image that we have and they just negate everything, everything that we've else. worked on. Yeah, no, that's the thing that bothers me is that we are at a different time now. I mean we are not in the eighties where it's where it's where wrestling is really that steroided body, where it's the big 24-inch biceps or whatever. Mayhem made a really great point with the Anderson Silva thing. I mean, a lot of the guys in the UFC, they are legit proper fighters, okay? Badasses. They are badasses. I mean, someone like Anderson Silva, he could kick you in 10 different ways and you will never stand up. But he doesn't look like John Cena. Mm -hmm. He looks like a legit fighter, and that's the way people look. That's the way normal people, real fighters, look like. true. And that's not me trying to, you know, throw something back at, at, at the people who are hating us or what. That's just me being honest. Okay, you can't expect everyone to look like John Cena. And not everyone wants to look like John Cena. You want something believable? Someone like Anderson Silva and Kenny Velasquez are believable. They're real and they're proven. That's how a fighter looks like and that's how soldiers look like. I agree. And um, some criticisms we've heard in general, not just PWR, but smaller wrestlers in general, is that they, obviously they're too small. So that implies that they kind of want them to roid up. And and on the other yeah. hand, roiding has obviously negative connotations. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they want to see entertainment. This, this is mayhem speaking, you know. And 
the smaller guys do provide more entertainment than the roided up 400 pound guys you gotta admit nine times out of ten and again like uh, i'm gonna relate it to current events like we're all into world star you watch a world star street fight (laughs) show me a link of the one where the big one wins or the shirtless (laughs) one wins and I will buy you an ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> ice cream, then. I love it. It's just an ice cream, not even a cold one. Not Hagen does. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, um, does anyone have anything else to say about this? JD, do you have anything? Um, the only... Well, uh, Brian Leo and Mayhem, again, really great points. The only thing... Uh, I, I'll go back to my statement earlier where it's the public perception of wrestling. Um, we can't really... It's, it's, it's a hard thing to change the public perception. If they think that a wrestler should look like this... That's that's what the fans think, but we they again mayhem said they want realism. Uh, this is me, this is what I look like. I am real. I don't, I don't try to look like uh, these other guys. I try to be myself. I try to do what's right for me. I try to be my best in that ring. And if this body type is the best for me, that's how I that's how I go about it. Um, if they think that I should look like John Cena, they make fun of my flabs, my love handles. You know, but, but they're very nice. Uh, thank you. Your Pikachu uh, handles, my Pikachu handles. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I accept it. It's uh, it's what the crowd thinks. Oh uh, no, it's not. It's not what the crowd thinks. The crowd actually the cheers a lot. It's, yeah. it's a lot of the internet people that yeah. think this. Um, uh, shout out to Bashir right people here. Uh, <laughs> hey Bashir, um, <laughs> sorry uh, my guns aren't as big as what you want them to be, but how big are yours? That, <laughs> uh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Um, but thank you for your comment. Um, I appreciate that you're checking us out. Please come to a show. Um, 250 pesos. May 23, Revolution X. It's actually not that bad. 250 pesos, Deba. You'll enjoy the night, I assure you. And uh, if our looks still aren't enough, you're free to go to xvideos.com. Click on the tab that says mail. You'll see a lot of guns there. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw it in your mom's history. I was very shocked. What are you, Ken Warren? I thought he was the hacker. What are you doing watching his Yeah, history? like what JDL mentioned earlier, we're as real as I don't know, we can get. I mean, as part of the officials of the company, Sir Vic, which is I, which is me, as one of the officials of the company, uh, we discourage our guys to take, you know, steroids because, you know, we, we want to be. Uh, we don't want them to die, but um, we want to be real. And that's it. We're we're honest, and yeah, that's it. <laughs> what do you say about the, you know, so what do you say about the people who say who tell you now, why don't you hire some I don't know six footers and two hundred forty pounders and I know I know the obvious answer to this, but I, I, um, I want to hear from you guys. Uh, six footers, two hundred forty pound guys. Okay, enlist in the boot camp. Yes, please. Enlist in the boot camp, please. And show us the passion that you want to be a wrestler. Basically, to those haters, it's basically saying that um, we don't actually look for people because we want people who want this to come and join PWR. Yeah, exactly. Like, the, the fans want something homegrown, right? That Pinoy's can be pri- proud about. Well, why do you want us to make an artificial product then? Exactly. I mean, this is something that was made for the Philippines for people to be proud of. Okay? It's not something that you're supposed to, that we're trying to imitate. Okay? It's something that you're supposed to help grow and make it a part of your culture. We're hoping for that to happen. And if you know, you, want that, you, know. you know what the sad thing is? I'm I'm one of the biggest guys, like height wise, mm. height wise and weight wise, in the boot camp right now. I'm technically six flat. I am technically two hundred pounds, somewhere in that range, mm. for all the ladies. 
But there, I am Way in that. Way to put yourself over, man. I am. I am in well, that. I'm in that range. And see, and you know what? People don't go up to me and say, "Hey, why don't you be a wrestler? Why don't you do this? You're just the announcer right now, deba." Right? And then that's the thing. There are certain limitations. There, people are looking for like monsters. I've heard people come up to me and ask, "Hey, why don't you guys get somebody like Benji Paras or like a former basketball player to join?" Uh, okay. And then it's like, <laughs> and then I think to myself. How the fuck is a guy that's going to be doing this, who is that build, can get coordinated enough to put on, what, a five-minute match? It takes effort kasi. And that's what some people don't realize, how much work you have to put in just to be able to put on a five-minute match. What can I say? It's all fake, right? It's all fake. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. That's the that's one of the points that, I mean, we haven't tackled yet, that the body image is one thing, but work rate? Whole nother thing. Um, I guess it attributes to the behind-the-scenes thing that most people think they know, but they really don't. Um, you see these exposés and everything calling wrestling fake. Sure, it's scripted, yeah. but have you ever seen the work behind it? No. Yeah, my back says it's very fake. <laughs> my have lower you ever back seen and my knees guys say it's very working fake. through getting injured? Have you ever seen guys injuring themselves on the smallest bit of detail? It's not the, it's not the slams, it's not the jumps, uh, not the... Theatrics, it's the little things that actually can hurt us. Every time we step in that ring, there's a danger already. Um, so, yeah, it takes uh, a crazy mind and a lot of passion for this job. So, all these people think like they they know the ins and outs because they read these dirt sheets and all that. They yeah. know what kayfabe means, they know what powder means. Armchair yeah. bookers, you gotta yeah, love they, them. They think they know it all, but you don't know it. You don't know ins and outs until you've been in and out. It's like it's like pussy. You can say, "Oh, I, I heard it's hot inside," you know. But we know you're a virgin, bro. We know, you know. It's you. You don't know until you're in. Really, that's the only analogy. Boobs feel like a use, bag man. of sand. Wow. That, that's that's the only thing they'll they'll understand. Is that a Wild Wild West reference? No, it's a forty year old virgin reference. <laughs> wild Wild West canvas, really? They had sandbag boobs. They back had sandbag back boobs. to the topic at hand. Yeah, th- thank you, JDL. Thank you for playing disciplinarian. Oh no, um, uh, does anybody else have something to bring up regarding wait, wait, body yeah, image? I do, I do. Wait, yeah, I go. Sorry, before before that, I just want to say, we're monster na tayo sa ano. Sino? Alam na. Ay gago. Abangan, abangan. See this? No, but I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, that's the thing. My question, my question is, okay, um, after having said all of this about body image, I just want to ask, honest question. Uh, do you want to improve your your body, like yes. the way it looks? Of course, yeah. I try. I train. I train every day. I'm in the gym seven days a week. I tr- believe it or not, this fat frame actually works out. I do work out for several hours a day. Okay, but I'm not training for bigger arms. I'm not training for you know a thicker chest or whatever. I'm training for performance. I'm training for my next match. Coming off of Brian Leo, it's not only him that trains right. every time he can. Everyone in the PWR roster, even in boot camp, they all train themselves. They all want to get better. They all up their cardio. They all work on their bodies. It's a it's a continual progress. You know, it, you can't you can't get a body like uh, Macho Man Randy Savage or John Cena overnight. It takes time. You work That's on it. Thing. You work on it. It takes a lot of time. And believe me when I say, a lot of people, right. if not all of us, are trying. Some of we the steroids are. here and there, but we're not going to use those. <laughs> hey. And uh, nothing against people who use steroids, by the way. I got no issue with that at all. Are, are there? Does it really like shrink your nuts and shit? <laughs> I don't no. know. Uh, no. <laughs> Hook me up. Hook me up. <laughs> no, no, no. But yeah, like 
I work out and I have a goal. I ain't trying to look like Randy Orton, but I have a goal that will meet halfway with my personal preference, business-wise, and what your mom wants. And, uh, yeah, like, I, I ain't trying to look like Dolph Ziggler, but I have a goal that's functional and also good aesthetically. Oh, wow. But it ain't, it ain't to please you guys, you know? It, it ain't for it's you. It's, it's for me. Yeah, and your mama. Thank God. Oh. Yeah, um, serving thin. Uh, I have to admit, yeah, I work out. You? Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, and like what they said earlier, um, it's a work in progress. I mean, there's always room for improvement. Um, uh, our guys constantly uh, no, try to improve themselves. And yeah, work in progress. Leonardo da Vinci didn't paint the Mona Lisa in overnight, right? You? So we're trying to... We're cultured now. Leonardo da Vinci? Yeah. Wow, I love yeah, it. Yeah. The um, Right. Yeah, yeah. From dick jokes to painting jokes, nice. We're going again, back let's to go back to dick jokes. <laughs> joke lang. But yeah, point is, um, we're constantly trying to improve ourselves, to you know, please everyone, to please you guys. So, yeah. And Bashir. And, and Bashir. Why are you giving this guy spotlight? Who the hell okay. is this guy? He's an asshole. He's an asshole. He's Who is this guy? We 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 we. <laughs> he even got the to use his own name. Who man. is this guy? Okay, but back back to the point at hand. So we've established we've established that that body image is a thing. I just it's wanted to, I just wanted to I just wanted them to say it just so people know that they're not sitting in their ass or just, they're just not fucking around the ring playing wrestler. They're everyone is serious. Of course we're not. Um, Ro knows it. He's yeah. in boot camp. That's right. For so uh, long. We beat up his ass. We beat each other's ass up. Um, it's, oh, it's, that sounds wrong. You but wanna beat off to my yeah. ass. Beat up. Not beat off, mother. Just ask him. <laughs> just asking. Huh? Yeah, I know. I, I know. know I know how you think, Brian Leo. No, I don't know your preferences, man. So I'm just asking. Sorry. I, 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 I'm sorry, you're not one of them. Move on to the next uh, criticism. <laughs> just real quick. This is another criticism. You can delete this part if you want. If you guys want, you can delete this part if you guys want. What do you say to those who say PWR didn't get legit training? What? If you wanna, if you wanna address it, that's fine. If you don't want to, you know, address the competition, it's all. KD, fine. you wanna make a point, right? Please address it. I oh, know that's gone. <laughs> well, we shouldn't address the competition. Let's no, not the money. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Anyone who thinks that. Okay, see, see. Sure. Restate the question. All right, all right. What? Okay, so I have. Before we move on to the other criticism, I have another one that I thought of, and it's not as big as the body image and the language thing. But I, there are also some, I, I assume, who, th- who think that uh, PWR didn't get any legit wrestling training because um, no, no one big, quote-unquote, really? trained them. That's what that's, you know, that's, that's, you know, oh. that's the opposition side. I see. Sir uh, Vic, you have something to say? Well, um, for everyone's information, long, if, in case you don't know, uh, we get, we, we receive train, our guys receive training from, from pro wrestlers from the US and the UK. Uh, granted, they don't have big names, but they're, they're le- legitimate wrestlers who go out there night in and night out performing in front of the, the audience. And, um, y- you know, they, they, they mastered their craft, so they know what they're doing. Uh, they've passed on their experiences, their, their trainings, and whatnot to 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 our to our guys. So um, that, that's as legit as legit as it, it can get. Um, saying, telling us that we're not legit is kind of unfair because you know we're every week our guys uh, are busting their ass to perfect their craft, 
and you know if um, that's it <laughs> that's it and the uh, the wrestlers that do train us may not be big to you guys but they're big wherever they're at like the problem is most people are still stuck on the Vince McMahon conveyor belt that they can't see the the other beautiful sides and areas of pro wrestling and they they refuse to that's the worst part and I'm not attacking you guys because I I I used to be the same way when I was like 9 but yeah <laughs> No, How I'm old are you now? I'm, I'm just trying to. I'm 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 20 and uh, I like I like pizza and Whoa. anyways. Long walks on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> I'm free on Wednesdays. Anyways, yeah, back oh back to God. the point. They're they're stuck on that that same single lane Vince McMahon conveyor belt. And I used to be the same, like I said, when not nine the man. I was 11 and. You, you got to get off and you really got to venture out to really see how beautiful pro wrestling is. And you really got to be open-minded and just accept everything. I've seen matches where, like, guys were choking women with barbed wire. But that, that's pretty fucking disturbing. That's, like, the weird side of porn. And I've seen matches with no ropes and stuff. That, that was pretty cool. But you wouldn't know because you don't want to check it out. You got to be open-minded and really, really, if you love pro wrestling, you don't just love WWE. You got to love all of it. So open-minded is a business. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, it, uh, also, to add to what Mayhem things. said, um, it's, it's not a knock on you that you're a pure WWE fan. Um, it's just that we want you to be open-minded. Um, don't knock every wrestling fed out there just because they're not WWE. It's, it's all right to give chances to things. I mean, if you didn't try out this one thing that you turned out to love so much, how would you know? How would you know that that was the thing that you would spend your life doing, spend your life being passionate about if you didn't try it out the first time? And I guess if you know if you want to keep hating on PWR, that's fine. I mean, at the end of the day, people can, people are entitled to feel how they want to feel, mm-hmm. right? But at least give it a chance. Come to a show. Once you've seen a show, and if you you think you you don't like the product, you're not satisfied with it, then Let's, let us know or yeah. walk away. You know, um, we can't wrong too. <laughs> Thank you, Ro. No, uh, no, like we uh, Let's you know, be respectful here. Yeah, you're entitled <laughs> to feel however the hell you want to feel. Uh, whether whether or not you're wrong or right is irrelevant. Uh, if you feel that you know, PWR is but something, you'd still be wrong. If you think that PWR is something that, you know... been taking uh, lessons from me, man. Yeah, <laughs> you've been taking asshole lessons straight from uh, Brian Excuse Leo. Excuse me. I was born with it, sorry. So, it's my boy. Yeah, uh, just to wrap up the point now. Uh, if at the end of the day it's something you don't want to watch, then fine. That's something you don't want to watch. That's a personal preference. But give it a chance. You know, that's, that's the thing that's what everyone's saying is give it a chance. It's Who like, knows? You might actually like it. You'll right. never know. Exactly. It's, it's like when you're not into a certain food and they're like, how do you know it's bad? You haven't even tasted it yet. And that's why we always tell them like when they hate before we get mad, we're like, come to a show. If you don't like it, cool. But most likely you will like it if you go there with an open mind. I've actually said it on the show that I will refund your ticket if you hate it. I still hold that offer. <laughs> and no, it's it's really it's really something that I be, because I believe in the product as the announcer, as a guy in training. I believe in the product a lot. But the thing is that there are people out there who still think it's not legit. You try out for boot camp. You give we've had guys come in for one day and quit. Mm-hmm. Because they couldn't take it. Some of those guys were trained. They said, oh, yeah, I go to the gym. I go to CrossFit. And they still can't do it. And it's, that's, no, it's the God honest truth. You remember that You remember that 35-year-old guy? No. That first day with my batch? Oh, my God. I remember that. Yeah, You remember, remember that guy? That. Yes, he said he that. went to CrossFit and he, he quit. He looked like he went to CrossFit? I don't think he went. No, he didn't, didn't look like it, but he said it. Oh, and and, see, and see, for see, the see. guys who like to compare martial arts to pro wrestling, even though this is an age-old oh argument, we God. have had so okay. many of you 
quit in one day. Please, uh, I can count on both my hands how many people who claim to have jiu-jitsu <laughs> jiu expertise, MMA, hey. whatever. You quit after one day. Okay. And that's the thing. That's the thing. It's it's legit, guys. It's hard work. It hurts. And just so that we can move on to the next point, please do not diss it until you try it yourselves with us or with with another with another group that you know says they can do pro wrestling that you might die, that you might die. Sorry, or if you're trying it abroad please just give pro wrestling a chance okay until you've tried it yourself please don't try this at home that yeah we, we would also like to remind everyone that please do not imitate what you see on air at the shows in your homes unless you're supervised by a professional yeah, wrestler. don't jump off the second floor of your house please hey. alright now let's shift gears on this round table to the second issue or the second main issue we wanted to address regarding PWR now a so lot we, of the this things this will be quick yeah, yeah this will be, will be quick now uh, another issue that's been brought up on social media is the fact that PWR's chosen language with regard to social media uh, and, and, promos. A lot of, and a lot of and the promos, promos yeah. that have been uploaded on the internet are in English and you know you've heard us ourselves I think on this podcast alone like 90% has been in English yeah and uh, we wouldn't say that it's mo it, it's a refusal to speak in Tagalog. Because we can do it. For the most part, a lot of us can do it. We can talk about Tagalog. If we want to talk about it, we can do it. We can do it. We're mindful of Brian Leo. Ah, right, right. He don't get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so opposition side. Opposition side, here we go. But some people think that PWR is skewing toward Konyo. Right. The Konyo population, the Konyo really? demographic, because they, well, you know, they present themselves in English. Right. So you, if we speak English, that makes us Konyo? I see. I didn't know that. Oh, wait, do I address this uh, this question now? No, yeah. yeah, go, yeah ahead. go ahead. No, go Jamie, ahead. the floor um, is yours. <laughs> well, yeah, um, I went to a school full of those, actually. Sadly. Um, <laughs> no, no, go ahead. <laughs> say what school you came say from. It. Say, say so, it. Uh, Say it loud and proud because I'm going to say it too. <laughs> Some people may, a lot of people may think I, com I came from USD, but I'm actually from the Ateneo. <laughs> I love I love how you added the prefix because it just totally adds yeah, the, to the criticism. Yeah. He or, comes from Ateneo. Or how some hey, people like Ateneo. <laughs> He came from Ateneo. Okay, I came from Ateneo. No, add the D, bro. Where's the D? It's a D. It's a <laughs> you have Don't need the article. We've been... <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, right, anyway. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, um, my reason why I I like to speak in English a lot, or, well, yeah, I like to speak in English a lot, is because I didn't really actually come from Luzon, or I didn't speak Tagalog growing up. I came from Bacolod, Negros Occidental. Represent. Um, we, and this isn't just a gimmick. This, this is, isn't a gimmick. This is real life. The real, the, the yeah. real guy behind JDL. I'm, I'm actually the son of a son of a hacendero in Bacolod. In Bacolod. Yeah. Um. So growing up. We actually didn't like a lot of people who spoke Tagalog because we saw Tagalog as a language that that you were you were a high strong person or no you were one of those city boys if you were speaking Tagalog in Bacolod um, because we spoke Kilagay nun because uh, when I when I got here in when I went here for college I couldn't speak a lot of Tagalog all I knew was I don't know like Kamusta. One percent of Tagalog. Yeah. No, I, I didn't no, even no, no, know. No, no, no. You know the bad words. I didn't even know some of the bad words. Um, I used them. So to speak with my blockmates, of course, I had to speak in English, and of course that connotation of English spoken in ako maganon. So yeah, um, I had to. I actually worked on my Tagalog. I, I can. I think I can speak 
conversely well I, I believe you can you can uh, speak in yeah. straight sentences now yeah, at least uh, at least makausap na maayos nobody better yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, my promos consist mostly of English or Hiligaynon, um, because I also like to connect with my people back in Bacolod. Kamusta na mo da? Tani makabalik ko kasi medyo medyo kapoy na ding obradre pero pero ano, Mister na kamuntanan. Tani mga ano, makapuli ko soon. Makapuli. Okay nenam. Wait, um, I have a point here as well. Um, I come from an Ilonggo family as well. Like, my mom's from Bacolod. I didn't grow up... My, my household does not grow up speaking Tagalog, but I live here... I live in Makati. I've grown up here, and my majority speaking, as the announcer, is English. If you wanted me to announce... If the board wanted me to announce this in Filipino, I could. I introduced JDL and Hilagaynon. Sorry. Nasal. Hilagaynon. Hilagaynon. Sorry, nasal. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did. You did? Halinsa. 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 Hacienda de I, I totally it's remember. Always, it's remember. always been like that. Of course. And the thing is, I'm flexible as an announcer. I think you, you stand, you as well, you're, as a GM, you've switched. You switch between Filipino and English as well. Yeah, the code switching is actually something that I do on purpose. And it, um, I, I guess it helps and it works to my advantage that I, uh, that I, I consider myself fluent in both. So, you know, um, but the reason why the, the Mr. C character, and this is something I'm going ha- to have to separate from, uh, from what I do on the podcast and yeah. everywhere else uh, yeah. that I'm, I'm, a, I'm a part of, is uh, the guy is a businessman. Right, you're a general manager. You run a business. You have to conduct yourself in the most business-like, uh, business-like way possible. But at the same time, you're trying to address a crowd, and you're trying to address a crowd that it's you, a mixed crowd. That is a mixed crowd. So you try to hit that most common denominator, mm-hmm. and to do that, you re- you have to use a language that resonates and connects with the most amount of people in the crowd. So uh, and depending on the emotion, it always you do switch around a lot. Yeah, um, I I think it depends then on on uh, the context of what's being said on on the matter at hand kung saan uh, kung which language will give what is being said more gravitas and more impact oh and yeah we we normally speak in taglish naman in everyday conversation so that's what we that's what we use eh. plus um, first of all if um, to address the issue na parang um, bakit uh, English lang palagi ganyan, yeah. ganyan. Uh, well before you go and parang criticize um, um, PWR. I think, let's look back nung, like, we were, we were, we were in school. Our, our teachers en- encouraged us to, to um, speak, speak in English, English di ba? Yeah. Like, from where I came from, Aquinas School, represent, yeah, my high school. Yeah, parang meron kaming English uh, speaking policy na if you get caught not speaking in English, you'd get punished of uh, some sort. Uh, can I just share, like, back in my school in, uh, no, in Bacolod, if you spoke in a longo in the corridors, you'd get, you'd get punished. In a way, oh, it diba? also breeds a sort of uh, superiority-inferiority complex. Eh? Na pag hindi ka mag-English or if you're not so good at it, you're kind of looked down upon because it's supposedly an indicator of your intelligence, which it shouldn't be. But, but as a counterpoint to that, I've, again, I also come from a private school Okay, do I say it? Fine, Zabel. That's how Zabel. I know several people from Zabel. I like you even more, Romeo. <laughs> <laughs> go. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. And it, that that doesn't mean that everyone there likes to speak in English or even speaks in English. Just because you're coming from a private school doesn't mean you're you like speaking English or you're even good at English. So it doesn't necessarily entail 
That, so that, that's that's also I don't know. Just because we're educated doesn't mean we like speaking English. Because, uh, it's automatic. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I, but I get shit for speaking in English. The, the the whole thing where English speakers are are Konyo is such a lazy argument because it it comes with all basic education. That's and horrible you're just lazy generalization. And, and and yeah, and knowing so how to speak is. English is such a great tool in life. You know, like, could you imagine if you didn't know how to speak English, you got lost in Thailand? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's such a... No, but it's it's a great communication tool and all that. And it's just so lazy to argue that, it to make people. it uncool to know how to speak English. That That's messed up. No, the thing is, it's global competitiveness. You know what I mean? That's what people are trying to imply in a lot of schools nowadays, is to be globally competitive. And the most used language in the world is English. And in my case, and a lot of people's cases in the roster, not everyone's comfortable speaking Tagalog. I mean, I was raised in London, so obviously, I, <laughs> I was raised in That's London. Yeah, I'm from. being honest. And now, and we know, know. now we know one of the first world countries where Brian Leo, uh, which Brian Leo calls home. Definitely. It's the first time you've actually place. revealed that on the podcast. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not from there, by the way. I was just raised there, just so you know. And so, obviously, I'm more, I'm more comfortable speaking English. You know what I mean? doesn't mean I can't understand Tagalog. I just feel more comfortable speaking English. That's it. That's okay, really so, a preference. So from what Brian Leo mentioned earlier, um, PWR as a company, uh, our goal is to be globally competitive then. And, uh, of course, down the, down the road, we want to open, uh, open up relationship with, with you know, neighboring, neighboring countries who have their own wrestling federations, wrestling promotions, to have like an inter-promotional, inter, um, inter-promotional event. So um, basically, as a company, we wanted to be globally competitive and uh, we want to uh, open doors for our wrestlers to wrestle uh, in these countries, so yeah. All right. I, um, let me just bring out this next point here. It, it's still part of the language discussion, but just for the sake of argument, um, the reason why the language discussion was even brought up in the first place is because people or you know potential fans may feel alienated. Now, uh, PWR speaks in English, and that it's not in Filipino when it's not in Filipino or Tagalog when um, we are in the Philippines. And the masses, for the most part, speak in Tagalog. So it, w- it may come across as a refusal to speak in Tagalog or a refusal to connect when the people you want to reach are more inclined to speak in Tagalog. So that's, that's, uh, that's one counter-argument. Well, I have, I'm going to bring up a point that our friend Red Oliera brought up. 20% of the Philippine population speaks Tagalog. Everyone else is forced to learn Filipino as you know, national language, not Tagalog. National That's why language we hate Filipino. It. Yeah. <laughs> JD JD makes the point. And I, I know this from a lot of my Bacolod friends that Filipino is not as globally accepted as we think it is. It's the capital it's a capital centric thought. English is more preferred. If you're in the provinces, you don't know a word, you don't know a local word, just speak in English. They tell you. I've I've had ta- uh Ta- ka- taxi drivers, tricycle drivers tell me, um, boss, English na lang. Like, they just cannot. Like, when I'm in Davao, cannot what? They cannot, cannot understand, understand Tagalog. Like, it's like, boss, um, kumaliwa ka, kumanan ka, dito tayo pumunta. It's just, no, no, stop. English, left, right. I understand that. And it's just, and that's that's on <laughs> our local level. That's on our local level. Imagine when we get to the point that we're gonna start broadcasting this globally 
imagine <laughs> how much harder it's gonna be for people not just to understand Tagalog. I mean, Tagalog is one thing, but we're gonna have to add subtitles just to introduce people. It's 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 something you don't see internationally in wrestling as an industry. People don't have subtitles. We use English as a medium across a lot of promotions, no but matter I, where you are. But I do understand the point that uh, they're making when they say that they want us to speak more Tagalog because um, ABS-CBN, GMA, the nationally broadcasted stations, they're all speak. Uh, they're all Tagalog spoken. Most of the shows, well, mostly Taglish right now. Uh, talking to you forevermore. Uh, hey. <laughs> anyway, um, so it's more of a connect basis because Tagalog is what is broadcasted more. It's not what is spoken more, but it is what is broadcasted more. And we understand that. Us as PW wrestlers, we try to work on everything. Like earlier, we work on our bodies. We also try to work on how we communicate with people. For for now, like for me, I'm still really working on how to converse uh, well with my Tagalog, but I'm more comfortable with English. I don't want to flub up my words speaking Tagalog to people. I don't want them to tur- be turned off because I can't speak in Tagalog. I want them to understand me clearly. So that's why I relegate back to English or my uh, uh, own dialect, which is Hiligaynon. Can I just add on to that for a moment? If sure, that's okay? sure, go ahead. Um, the company gives us the right to speak whatever language we feel we are best capable right. speaking. We're, not, we're never forced to speak, e- to speak English. We're not forced to speak any Tagalog or whatnot. It's just a matter of making ourselves feel comfortable. That's it. That's really think it. We have a choice. Uh, all right, all right. And I think it's unfair then for some audience members. Okay, maybe they don't get to see it, but it's unfair then for some of the wrestlers and personalities who do actually speak in Tagalog when they're presented with a live PWR mic. Like Sandala, like uh, KT, like MDM, like even Mr. C. It just so happens that, uh, you know, some of the other guys are not as big a name as, say, Brian Leo or JDL. It just, it, they just don't get to see that part. Or if they do see it, they just choose to ignore it. You know what? I think uh, one point that hasn't really been uh, been shed light on is the fact that PWR at its core targets the targets the wrestling fan in the Philippines. Yes. And the the demographic of the wrestling fans in the Philippines, mo- most wrestling fans in the Fi- Philippines gravitate towards speaking in English. That's because uh, um, let's admit it, a lot of us have been raised on WWE. That's so true. the mere fact that you understand your wrestling means that your conceptual idea of wrestling is very is uh, gravitates towards the English side. But as a counterpoint to that, that doesn't mean that you know fans who prefer to speak in in Filipino or Tagalog don't exist. That's true. We 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 encounter fan groups on Facebook who are mostly <laughs> speaking, <laughs> speaking in speaking. Tagalog. Exactly, exactly. So and it's and it's scary the amount of fan groups there are. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, for sure. We know this. For like sure. all seven of us in this room are very well aware of how how scary these fan groups are in volume and in existence. But uh, <laughs> but but the fact is, but admit it. Admittedly, all of us were uh, um are wrestling fans at heart, and other people like us for the most part speaking English and um, as a startup PWR has really targeted these types of people this particular demographic to build its humble fan base um, there's a there's a communication theory for this that medium is the message right medium is the message and in this case the medium is presented in English mm. therefore we comprehend it in English if you want to dissect it even further it's the fact that wrestling as a whole at its very core is English-based, and it's very hard to take away from that. Not necessarily the storytelling-based, not necessarily the action-based, but the way that we process it is usually in English. 
we're not looking at WWE and thinking and translating it into Filipino in our minds. We just accept it and we understand it that way. And that's just the way that it works. It's hard for us to change that because, like we said earlier, we're conditioned to seeing body types and to seeing and to hearing commentating, to hearing promos in English. And if you want us to translate that into Filipino directly, it may not translate as well as we think. And we have, I mean, we're trying, but the thing is, we still don't know. And it's, it's a philosophical thing at that point. And it's going to be hard to figure that out. But on the way, I mean, JD, I know you're trying. I know that we're all trying. But eventually, who knows? It might work, right? Uh, just a little add-on to the, your messages of medium part. Um, actually, Kevin Owens actually learned English from wrestling. Yeah, I just realized that Kevin Owens is a very clear example of this. He is French, French Canadian, and he is based in the part of Canada that doesn't speak English as a first language. Basically, Quebec. Quebec, yeah, yeah Quebec. Quebec, where yeah. all of them are French, basically. And if if a guy like Kevin Owens can succeed on his level because he learned how to speak it in that manner, what more can you say for guys like Brian Leo? JDL, Mayhem Brannigan, Cervic, and Roe. When he graduates. If he graduates. <laughs> well, um, going if. back, going back to, the, to the English uh, issue. Um, English only, please. Hey. Stop now. Oi, stop now. Um, going back to, to that. Um, if you happen to watch old clips of uh, Pinoy wrestling, uh, usually they introduce their... their, their Wrestlers, you in know, English. You know, in English. Yeah. Yung mga, well, not the promos of the wrestlers oh, themselves, but shampere. but um, if I, I happen to, I happen to watch a couple of um, parang backstories na, na narrate nila. It's in it's in English. Eh, so the announcing was in Taglish. <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs> I remember. Well, some there's of those. still <laughs> in, uh, element of English. Then, oh, diba? you see, he 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 was doing it dirty behind the referee. Referee, look. No, 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 no. What, not, not the commentate, commentating, but the ring announcer. No, the ring announcer, I mean. the ring and announcer I mean. actually is still an active personality in showbiz right now, who we will not name. However, he's the way that he thought was always in English. And that's the thing. That's what was natural. That's what came across as good on RJTV at the time. And eventually, you know, you see the merit of having the most commonly used language. We still get Pinoy wrestling up until today. And other people can... It's accessible for other people. Even if the wrestling wasn't that great. All right. This brings us to the end of this roundtable on, on PWR. And just addressing these criticisms, I'd like to thank uh, the boys, of course, uh, Sir Vic, Mayan Brannigan, JDL, and Brian Leo for coming on over and for uh, helping us address these issues. Because this has been looming for quite some time. And it's mm-hmm. taken us a while to actually get together, sit down, and uh, give our point of view about this. Now, uh, switching over to something that's more fun and you know still business-related, let's uh, just uh, talk real quickly about your matches at... Uh, May 23, Revolution X. Let's start off with Mayhem Brannigan. I know you'll be facing Brian Leo in mm-hmm. the 30-minute Iron Man match. Your thoughts heading into this as JDL tries to hold Brian Leo back? Back up, boy. Back up. Yeah, All right. Yeah, don't touch me. But back up. Anyways, like I've been saying, every match that I've been in was another step higher to get on the pedestal to get my message out, which is which relates to the earlier topic because I, I speak in English because I have a wider 
a wider reach. You know, I need more people to understand what I'm trying to communicate to them. And once I beat Brian Leo and the righteous stay the only undefeated in PWR, uh-huh. mm-hmm, word is bond, yeah, boy. You yeah, know it's going to yeah. happen. I'm going to 5-0 and you in 30 minutes. Yeah, oh, boy, yeah, you yeah. know it. You know it. Yeah, Back him yeah, up. Back yeah. him up. I'm talking. Yeah. I'm talking. You know how small yeah. this space is, guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I it's can't even swing booth. in here. It's a small booth. Yeah. And when swing the, bat. the righteous will stay undefeated, you can trust me on that. My word is bond. It's going to be do or die. 5-0, and oh, 30 minutes, oh, no wins at all. Trust me. Trust this me. I'll see you. I'll see you at RevOX, boy. This is okay. going to be such a Leo, great match. I Leo, promise you. Leo, you can, you can get your word out now. Yeah, Talk right. your shit. Look, this is going to be such a great match. Do you guys know why? Why? Ask me why. Ask me again. No, why? why? Because I am going to end Mayhem Brannigan's undefeated streak. That's why it's going to be a great match. It's going to make history. The man who deserves to be the very first PWR champion is going to end Mayhem Brannigan's undefeated streak just the way it should be. And that is hashtag right. You're going to be reverse 50 cent. You're going to die trying. That's oh, what's going to happen. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I love that 50 cent reference. Uh, thank you very much, Mayhem Brannigan, Brian Leo. Now let's ask uh, JDL for your thoughts on being in the very first ever PWR championship match. That should have me in, by the way. Well, you're not, so I'm sorry about that. But a message to Bombay. Um, Bombay, I know you're taking care of your kid right now. Um, congratulations once again. You're one hell of a competitor. I'm very honored to be in this first PWR Championship match with you. I wish you all the best, but amigo, minimum wage and maximum wage is going to take over. And he's going to be the first Philippine Wrestling Revolution Champion. You know, it's it's actually very hard for me to make a call in this match because I'm Uh, very split 50-50. And I know JDL is a good competitor, but I'm serious, man. Bombay... Needs Bombay. a shower. Yeah. No, he does. He does. But you know what? what? On... You, what? I disagree with him? No, with, I did. Because I'm telling the truth. Camus, way to turn on the guy who's not here. I did. That's I did. I did. I did. Uh, I'm going to get bitch killed. But the thing is, JD, I know it's hard for us to say, but you know what? 50-50. This match is 50-50. And it's hard for us to see you winning. It's hard for us to see Bombay winning. Because it should be me winning. That's why. Shut up, Leo. You're not in the match. That's the problem. Um, just to uh, answer that, I know how tough of a competitor Bombay is. He went toe-to-toe against Apocalypse. He uh, he beat up Brian Leo, let's no, be honest. Didn't. Yes, he did. He beat Brian the did. shit out of you. Yeah, he, he beat, the sh- uh, beat the shit out of you. Oh. And he took over. Uh, he, he dominated Ken Warren, let's be honest. Um, all I can say about Bombay is I respect everything that he does. I respect him. He He was my coach when PWR started. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hide that fact. He knows a lot about me. I know a lot about him. It's gonna be a great back and forth match, and I'm. I'm gonna give it my all. All right. And we're gonna. We're gonna see that story real soon. Yes, we are. Now, uh, just one last bit, uh, Sir Vic. Can you please uh, invite our fans, of course, invite our listeners to uh, join us on May 23. All right. Hey, Filipino wrestling fans, we're inviting everyone to please come over and see Philippine Wrestling Revolution presents Revolution X. That's on May 23, 6 p.m. at the Makati Cinema Square for only 250 pesos. All right. Now, uh, I I guess that's going to do it. We're going to be doing our picks of the week in just a bit as we wrap up episode 58 of the SGP podcast. Thank you once again to our guests. Peace. (laughs) Thanks, amigos. Pleasure for you to have me again, I'm sure. Obviously, obviously, as always. (laughs) And uh, yeah, and uh, we'll see you on the other side as we wrap this baby up. All right, uh, that was the roundtable with the PWR guys, and I think 
what we said right before the roundtable does hold true. If you ha- if you're a PWR fan and if somebody to- uh, tells you nah, you know what uh, PWR isn't legit for one reason or another, or that PWR isn't doing its part to reach a core audience or the mass audience here in the Philippines, then point them to this episode. Let them know that they can give it a listen. We basically answer every question you can throw at us. We've been debating among ourselves, uh, throwing counter arguments and uh, devil's advocate points. If we were gonna, if we knew that it was gonna get that serious, we shouldn't have named it the Maria Ozawa episode. Please refer to the Maria Ozawa episode <laughs> for future reference. I no, love now it. people are gonna ask. Now people, people are gonna, gonna ask. Wait, do you actually balls. have Maria Ozawa on your? We might podcast? as well have had. Yeah, which would have been awesome, actually. Hey, can we change the the picture for this episode to be your picture with her? Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, play that. Yeah, play that. Play that. All right. Okay, yeah, that. You, you can get it from my from my Facebook profile. Let's do that. Right. So now uh, we've come to the end of the Maria Azau episode. We're all we're almost at the money shot. So let's get a let, you know. Let's get <laughs> rid of it Jesus with our picks Christ. of the week. And let's start oh, off. God. So by the way, it took us I'm like sorry, an hour to get to the money shot. An hour and a half to get to the money shot. This is like this is. Things you should pay for. Like one of the best scenes ever. Seriously? Right. My pick of the week for this week, Trios Finals match. Lucha Underground finally Insane. crowned a Trios Insane. champion in the dysfunctional trio of Son of Havoc. They put the fun in dysfunctional. Evilese, <laughs> thank you. And Angelico. I loved it. It was it's just great. Ridiculous match. Ridiculous. And match. the fact that you know Dario Cueto came out and announced that there would be another match against the crew, I was like, wow. Really? Wonderful. Yeah, exactly. But I, wait, if you're a Lucha Underground fan, and you are... And your final boss is the crew. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> it's like, really? what law? <laughs> but uh, you might as well have put the crew in, in the match instead of... Uh, no, King Cuerno's team. Yeah. yeah. You need final boss. Or you could have like a, a trio's involving... A that? Or a trio's involving uh, Mil Muertes. Put that up. Bring oh, Mil Muertes you know back what, and like, two other bosses. Mil Muertes, Del Rio, and Rey Mysterio. That's a final boss battle waiting to happen. Yeah, or Mil Muertes, Pentagon Jr. and someone else. Like, have Pentagon Jr. come back in with Mil, Mil oh, Muertes. Oh, God, that would have been third guy. fucking scary. But you know, I think that's the only thing I hated about it. The now fact that, that the crew it. is your final that, boss. Yeah. How do I think of it? What if Mil Muertes is the amo? Ah. Oh. oh. But yeah, you know, so this guy. I, I guess one final note on Lucha Underground after the Trios Championship. Like, it, it feels more like a video game now. And I've said this way, way before when this all started. And I said, Prince Puma is like your creator wrestler. He doesn't say shit, but he's the guy you're rooting for. And then Conan just talks to him, gives him shit without him, you know, even answering. And then now with the whole boss angle uh, and video game boss, but then about a video game in Lucha Underground. And I just love it. I just eat it up. Well,. Yes. The thing is, with all the comical characters, with all the weird side quests that happen, I mean, we've had strange storylines. Like, the the Trios Championship in itself is a strange storyline to begin with. Like, where it started and how far it swerved, it does feel like a video game. And how it culminated in the celebration among these three characters who have redeemed themselves. Ish. It no, was a really good win they, for, for now. No, for now. Yeah. It was a great win for them. No, great win, great win for them. And I mean, can't be happier for Son of Havoc. Matt Cross, congrats to you. You might be listening to this podcast. I know. If he Googles You're himself awesome. on Twitter. Yeah. yeah, he does. He does Google himself. Yeah, he does. All right, uh, I'm good. I'm good with my pick of the week. Okay. My pick of the week is the Chicago Street Fight from mm. Extreme Rules. Good choice. Just because of the way that it was booked. I mean... 
we mentioned it earlier earlier when we were doing the rundown how Curtis Axel logic applies and this just this just makes it so much more fun I mean I mean yes we if they had a picture in picture for the for the scenes that happened behind the scenes that would have been fun or even if they make this a behind if they have a behind the scenes capture from or a fucking GoPro network, or yeah oh, even a GoPro strap on would have yeah. been fun GoPro strap on wonderful in a, in a, in a Mario in a Mario Zawa episode. episode exactly that's the only place that it's appropriate the thing is this match was fun to begin with the kendo stick use perfect and you know Dean Ambrose got the win which always makes me happy and the way that the way that you know this all went down that it all went down in an SUV hey mind wink, you wink yeah, mind <laughs> you this is <laughs> the you know SUV I, mean, I, I bet you anything it's Luke Harper's rental when he lives in a swamp yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey, what I liked about that match was the uh, 619 Lariat that was a fun <laughs> that spot was fun. that was fun uh, one last note: Dean Ambrose's win uh, against Luke Harper is his first ever PPV singles win since leaving the Shield, or since the Shield broke Shit. up. Shit, it's been that Damn. bad. It has yeah, been that it long. It has been that bad. Yep. Well, oh god, yes, it has. Yeah, I had to backtrack. Yes, it too. has. I'm Damn. Sick. Damn. But hey, he gets the win. He's gonna be okay. We good. Very good. All right. Uh, my pick of the week, I'll keep this one short, is the King of the Ring final between Neville, just Neville, and Bad News Barrett. If only for the monster bullhammer he gave him at the end. Good the God. very, very end. Good God. Uh, I mean, the, the setup was simple. Just dodged the red arrow and then... Bang! Bang! No, no, no. He came at... He... He, he came. No, he didn't come. <laughs> no! <laughs> no! No, he, he dodged the red arrow and then he set himself up in the corner and then when uh, Neville ran at him, he hit them with a bull hammer. In a, in a real, but he really stuck it to him. You know, because fucking Neville sells like no, no, it's he, nobody's he, business. It's not just the selling, he really stuck it to him. Yeah. You, should, you, should, you should go see how he does it. But, uh, ah, Jesus. Uh, one Jesus. thing though, I don't know how what the logic is when he turns his elbow pad around. It, it makes him more vicious because it's red. Really? That's it. Are you sure? Because I'm going to What I think he does is that he turns in the padding part towards... Ooh. Which, which is weird it because it doesn't, it, doesn't, no, it doesn't do anything. Exactly. Because, it just, it's just a color thing. I bet you I it's just it's a, a, it's, color it's, thing. it's a psychological thing. So I know. But hey, Barrett, new king of the ring. Right. And I couldn't be any happier. I, I mean, I'm happy. Are hey, you we, happy? we call this. I, I honestly haven't seen it. I've been spoiled. I can't, just can't wait to watch the matches. I called it. I pulled him. I pulled for him at the beginning when it was when the brackets were first announced, and I'm really happy that he he does deserve it. He after a shitty well singles run career so far. Well, being a four time four time oh, intercontinental five cha- time five time five oh, time. But look how look at how he's been booked for that. I mean, he hot potatoed the title with Miz this one run, Dubai. Right? Yeah, that was bad. So hey, if if this means good things for Barrett, good for him. Okay, good. All right. Uh, so that brings us to the end, the money shot of the Maria Zawa episode. God. We got to thank you for sticking with us through this uh, through this sticking episode. Uh, it's been very fun and uh, very nutritious fun. for your minds, hopefully. Nutritious. And I hope you're able to swallow a lot of information that we just you don't swallow information. What the hell? That we just spit out. We spit information, but you don't swallow it. If you're a spitter, you're a quitter. 
<laughs> Things I just learned from, from the Marie Ozawa episode on Boys Night Out, man. Like, I, I swear to God. Right. Damn it, Stan. We, we got to get the fuck out of here. Uh, follow us on Twitter. It's at the SGP Podcast for the show. For me, it's at underscore Stancy. At Caveman Camus. At Rose Warren. By the way, if you're going to the Backstreet Boys concert this Tuesday, say hi. Say hi. We'll be tweeting the whole thing, live tweeting the whole thing from the SGP Podcast account. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, we we did the whole Backstreet Boys episode for a reason, and it is this that we are finally going to get to watch them Yun. as a solo group, not as NKOTBSB. No, with Kevin. Yeah, with Kevin. And I love we it. are so excited. We just can't hide it. Let's go. And uh, before we end this, before we end this, we got to thank uh, a lot of people who have who always help make this podcast uh, possible. Thank you to our friends from Mellow 947 for always having us. Thank you as well to the boys and the girls of PWR because we are the home of Philippine Wrestling Revolution. And of course, we got to thank you for always listening and for always giving us feedback. Do let us know how we're doing. Subscribe to us on iTunes or on Buzzsprout or on your favorite podcast device and make sure to rate us. Rate us. Let us know how we're doing. Tweet us. Uh, of course, like us on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash the SGP podcast for the Page. And um, yeah, we'll see you again next week for the next episode. And don't forget, May 23, Revolution X, coming to you straight from the Magadi Cinema Square Arena. All right. And I hope you guys had fun at the press conference. Hope you, uh, you guys bought your tickets. And we hope that you bring your mother, your father, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your brother, your sister, your entire barangay to Makati Cinema Square One for May. PWR Presents Revolution X. It's going to be a hell of a show. And with that, we out. Peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.